Hello, and welcome to the Book Marketing Simplified Podcast. I'm Jen Hansen DePaula. And I'm Marcus DePaula. And Jen, a while ago, you wrote a blog post about how you have taken your Instagram account from zero to 17,000 followers on Instagram. Well, you're now up to 20,000 followers on Instagram. Over 20,000. Over yes. 20,000 at the time that we're recording this mm-hmm. today. And so we figured we'd just record a discussion about this topic because you say that you get asked a question all the time, not just from clients, but from followers as well. How can I quickly grow my audience to thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of followers? Yes. It's kind of funny because I think when people discover an account like ours, they think, oh, they just started this last month, you know, and they don't realize. And that's why I think it's so important to share backstory behind things like this, because this definitely was not an overnight success story by any means. I started my Instagram account not even really thinking that I would use it very much. I started- how long ago was that? That was in uh, 2013. Mm Mm-hmm is when I initially signed up and it was mainly because I had a client where who we started using Instagram for him and we just started seeing a lot of growth there and I thought hmm, I'll give it a shot you know and I just signed up and you know I started posting pictures of our son Isaac and of our dogs and you know just of random things I had no rhyme or reason behind it and then as things started to grow for our clients I started to think, well, you know, maybe I should take this a little more seriously. And so I kind of dusted it off (laughs) and decided to put a little more effort into it. Around 2015, I was posting more and I knew that I wanted it to be more about work but I wasn't sure how I was going to do that. I was mainly posting personal posts, but I knew that I wanted to do something that was more business-focused. And at that time, I was more focused on Facebook and Twitter, but it wasn't until about 2017 that I clearly defined who our ideal reader is. And that is what really turned everything around because I had a very clear idea of who I wanted to connect with and why I wanted to connect with them and how I wanted to connect with them. And I think that is something that so many authors and people using Instagram are missing. They don't know the who. Who are they trying to connect with? It's not just about throwing stuff out there to see what sticks. So when you decided to jump in completely and give Instagram a shot as a part of the business's marketing strategy. Did you have specific numbers in mind? Were you going into it saying, I really want to get (laughs) X amount of followers by this date? No, not at all. Well, first of all, it's good to remember that Instagram really didn't start until 2010. Mm -hmm. And it actually didn't go to Android until 2012. Mm. So, it had not been around for very long. We were still just trying to figure out, okay, how do you even use this? And how can you effectively connect with people using Instagram? So it was kind of like watching a toddler try to walk. You know, you're just really wobbly and you fall and you pick yourself up. And I'm thankful for that because I was able to really 
learn from those mistakes and things that didn't work for me. But there were a lot of people out there saying, you know, like, this is the formula that you need to follow, or this is the process that you need to have beautiful pictures, you know, and, and all of these surfacey things. But mm-hmm. I knew there was something deeper there. It should be all selfies, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all selfies all the time. <laughs> so it was through this process of figuring out who we were as a company. And we had also changed, you know, from talking just to musicians and creatives to focusing on authors Mm -hmm. during this time. And so that was very much a turning point for us as well. But no, I had no intention of getting to a certain number. That was honestly the last thing on my mind. (laughs) I could have cared less about the numbers. I was looking for what am I going to talk about? What do I share that's going to be helpful to people? How am I going to serve this community the best way that I can? And that took some time to really figure my footing out. And you were able to find those people that represented your ideal reader pretty easily once you got the language and everything. Yeah. Once I figured out who it was Mm -hmm. that I was talking to, and then I figured out the look and the feel that I wanted to have. And when I knew how I wanted to communicate with authors. And once I figured out the engagement part of it, reaching out, you can't just sit back and wait for people to come and find you. You have to go and reach out to them. And that was when everything really blew up. When I started commenting and liking and engaging with people me being the initiator in the conversations. And then once I figured out how to research hashtags specifically for our audience, all of those things together, we started to see immense growth. But it wasn't like thousands and thousands of followers every day. It was a steady climb. And I would have it no other way because I've always said, you know, like if you see a huge jump up in your numbers, you're going to see an equally strong dip down. So that was something that I was very happy to see, just that gradual, authentic, and genuine growth that we were looking for. I see so many creatives and authors that are using their social media platforms as a broadcast Mm -hmm. platform. They're just putting this stuff, these posts out there, these images, this text, and these links without that engagement. And so it's interesting to me that you say that you didn't really start to see the steady climb until you were going out and interacting on other people's feeds and on other people's posts. And you also interact on your own posts. Like when people comment, you respond to them. Absolutely. Yeah. And some days I am really busy and I can't respond until the end of the day. Or sometimes I can't even respond to the ne- till the next day. And that's okay. But I try to make it the highest priority to respond to everyone. But I'm also going and liking and commenting on other people's posts, people that I don't even follow. Like I'll go into the hashtags and find posts that I feel my ideal reader has made and I'll engage with them and trying to answer DMs, you know, and trying to keep those connections going. And the thing is, is that people think that that's going to take hours and hours 
a day, it doesn't. Mm. It really doesn't. Even and, with an audience the size of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do not spend tons of time on that. It's very quick. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned experimenting with the design of the posts. Do you feel like there are any particular elements that helped from a visual standpoint boost the engagement with people responding to the images and stopping to notice them? And is that something that you found pretty quickly or did it take a long time to develop? That's a great question because I think it took over two or three years to really nail down our look. We didn't have the tools. Mm-hmm. Like Canva really wasn't that great back then. We didn't have Adobe Spark yet because I am no graphic designer at all. And I wanted something that was easy to use, but I kind of fiddled my way through <laughs> certain things. But I think the best piece of advice that I can tell authors is going through your feed and seeing what you like and seeing what stops your eye to make you want to read more. And then also not trying to reinvent the wheel every time. Mm -hmm. Picking like four or five different templates that you can create that you can just swap out some colors, swap out the image, you know, put some text on, but just have a few styles that you go back to time and time again that you can just alter a little bit, even if it's just using the same filter, using the same fonts, using the same few colors within a certain color scheme, it simplifies the process. And that's really glazing over <laughs> a lot. But we we actually do talk a lot about that in like our coaching programs and all of that. And we help authors really nail that down. But when we can simplify it and not have a million different options, it helps us to keep things consistent within our branding, but it's also so much easier just to quickly create images that have that same look and feel that they all have. And I don't know if you're even aware of this, but the latest iteration of the style of posts that you're doing is what inspired me in the design of the website. Mm -hmm. So I took what you figured out people were responding to on Instagram And I copied that and it kind of evolved it just a little bit. And then from that, we turned that around and then we made templates in Adobe Spark for you so that it automatically had the color scheme, like you were saying, and the fonts and all that stuff. And now you're using Canva these days. Yeah, the initial use with Adobe Spark was because it was so much easier to use. And because we had spent that time kind of figuring out what we wanted that look to be. I think that so many people are hesitant of doing that because they want it to be perfect right away mm-hmm. and they aren't willing to try and dabble around. And that's half the fun is playing, mm-hmm. you know, and figuring out, oh, you know, like I'd love these colors together. This font is really cool. And when you start to see people react in a certain way, You need to take note of that and go, oh, okay, they responded better when there was this image and we had this caption because all of these things work together. It isn't just one thing. So I think when you can take some time to play, give yourself a little grace and knowing that you don't have to have it perfect right away.
you mentioned earlier finding things that you liked and taking elements of those things to come up with your own design. Can you share with us like some of the accounts that you got inspiration from that you continue to get inspiration mm. from now that yes. maybe some other authors can get inspiration from as well? Yes. I looked outside of the publishing world. The Every Girl, I'd been subscribed to their newsletter for years. And when I followed them on Instagram, I really loved their clean, white, polished, very open and airy images. And that account really inspired me on how I wanted our images to feel. There were other accounts that kind of had that same airiness, but the Every Girl was really one that had a huge impact on me visually for how our look came about. Mm -hmm. Any other accounts that you're enjoying right now? I'm really enjoying the Quench Collective. She has a lot of really great tips and insights. I love the feel-good sites like Tanks Good News. I love that site. The Home Edit is mm. another one that I love. They have a distinct look, and you can tell that they obviously use the same filter. They use the same font. Mm -hmm. They have a very clear view. And I think that if you can go look at design companies to see what kind of looks and feels they have, mm -hmm. you can find inspiration from that. It's not that it has to be exactly like that, but going and finding inspiration, even in, you know, like not just looking at other authors, but looking at artists, looking at graphic designers, looking at interior designers, mm -hmm. other magazines, other companies that you really enjoy, and you can get inspiration from that. I think when people only look at what other authors are doing, you're going to get stuck because you're just going to run into the same things over and over again. Yeah. All right. So to sum up practically what it was that you learned along the way, first, you really saw things take off once you made the effort to create your ideal reader profile. Yes and figure out who you're actually wanting to connect with on Instagram. Plus, when you have this cloud of like millions of people that you're thinking that you're having to connect with, it's overwhelming and you're intimidated. And many of us are introverts and we don't like the idea of being around a lot of people. So when we can just focus on talking to one person, it's not only going to make your content more specific and more relatable, it's going to make you stand out even more and not just blend in to the rest of the crowd. Mm -hmm. So you also mentioned that you received more engagement yourself when you went out and were commenting mm -hmm. on other people's posts in an authentic, genuine manner, actually going out and making connections instead of just broadcasting from your page. Yeah, because I really think you have to show people how you want to be interacted with as well. You can't just expect people to come and leave comments on your posts when you're not doing the same thing. It's like reaching your hand out on Instagram to shake it and say, hey, I'm Jen. You know, you introduce yourself through comments and by liking and engaging with other people's posts. So along with that, how important is consistency? It is everything. It not only plays into the algorithm, but it shows that you 
are going to be there every day. You're going to show up. And I schedule my posts to go live about the same time every day. I know when I post at the same time that my audience is there as well. When you can show up consistently, people aren't always going to be guessing, oh, is she going to post today or not? They know, okay, she's going to show up and they can count on that. And they'll show up. They will. How many times a day should most authors post? Oh, good question. I say post once a day, maybe twice if there's a big event or some sort of promotion that has a limited time frame that you're working with. But then tap into your stories, Mm. do reels if you want to hop on Instagram Live. Tap into those other resources rather than just consistently posting to your feed, but post at least once a day in your feed, Mm -hmm. but then hop on stories or hop on reels or do something else if you have more that you want to say. And that's the better place to do more spontaneous posts as well. Yes. And then finally, we've already talked at length about hashtags Mm -hmm. on multiple episodes. How does that fit into how you have grown to more than 20,000 followers? Hashtags are how Instagram organizes content. And when you are using the right hashtags, the hashtags almost do the work for you. Mm. It gets you in front of the right people. And so when you can really nail down what your hashtags are that your ideal reader is using, it's going to open up so much more engagement, but also so much more growth because you'll know the hashtags that work best for you in connecting you with your people. And we go at length within our coaching program. It is a deeper dive into the world of Instagram and and hashtags, but it is so worth taking just a little bit of time to research your hashtags and to find those hashtags that work best for you because those will do the work for you. So what's the Make It Happen moment for this episode? Make It Happen moment is going to be another free gift that I want to give you because being consistent is so important with your Instagram post. So I have 30 days of Instagram post ideas that I've laid out for you that you can download and you can start putting to work right away. So you can create that consistency and you can start creating content that can start those conversations with your ideal readers. So head on over to our show notes and grab that download. And as you are working on growing your own audience... I just want to encourage you authors to not take what we say and saying that the way that we did it is the way you should do it because there are so many people out there giving that, this is what I did and Mm -hmm. you can have the same results. So just framing this with that in mind that this is what we saw results with. Your results may vary, but Jen has been doing this for a lot of different authors and the approach that you take has definitely worked with finding your ideal reader being consistent, reaching out and connecting on other people's posts, not just expecting them to come to you, using the hashtags appropriately. And all of that will help you create relevant posts that really resonate with exactly who you are wanting to read your book. Exactly. And if you haven't subscribed already to our newsletter, 
Jen offers some exclusive insights beyond what is on the blog and in the podcast. But we're also working on some pretty cool workshops and some other surprises coming up that we hope you will find helpful in your book marketing. Yes. Go to mixesmedia.com and sign up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.